We're recording. Hey, you're the one. All right. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Aid, and with me today are my favorite boo-boos, Mikey, and our fearless leader, Jake. Boys, say hello to the new goons from beyond. Hello. I'm feeling deep fried and tongue-tied after being electrocuted, but I made it to the episode. Is that code for you've just had some cunnilingus performed on you? No. Um, no, no, that's ooh. not true. That's I've what never, it feels like. I've never been a beach guy. It's like if I could, like if I'm gonna have penetracia, why not have it the way that I want it? You've heard it live here, folks. Jake does not like blowjobs. It's oh not that's the thing. It's not that why I not? dislike. It's just I don't because it feels like a waste of time, and I also feel selfish. I like I'm a giver. You know what I mean? Well, you feel not selfish by getting into that shellfish dog. And by shellfish, I mean, well, yeah, but you're not killing it. You're just, you know, clam fucking the sea cockroach, tongue punching the clam. Did you just call it a sea cockroach? That's what the the closest like thing to a a lobster is. Look at its diet. Look at its. Yeah, we didn't say lobster. I said clam. Okay, so I will say, is that a shellfish? It's literally in a shell. Anyways, Mm. this is Mm. not biology. Aid teaches English. So we're going to do the vernacular thing of the ellipses and whatnot and get into Prey 2022. Yes, Prey 2022, the curse of Slasher's podcast, clearly. Mm-hmm. My God. How many times have we tried to do this episode at this point? Today or in general? Yeah. If you add today, we're talking seven. <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't a joke. I was electrocuted because the power went out of my building and then I had to fix it and to get my assistance uh air conditioning back up and then i got zapped and i was on a roof and then we tried to go and i didn't know that my router was dead and i was stealing my uh, neighbor's shitty wi-fi so we've had we've had a go of it but hey guess what at least we're not covered in blair bear blood damn it i know it's gonna sit out bear blood (laughs) and if you want to see behind the scenes of jake's adventure subscribe to patreon where he took us on a live tour of his uh (laughs) warehouse basically to fix the electricity it was like a found footage nightmare i do feel that's a testament to how much i love the show and you guys because honestly it would have been really easy to be like no i'm done i am (laughs) yeah i I was waiting for it i was just waiting for you to say nope bye and okay if it was the first time that we tried to do this episode like yeah okay we'll just reschedule but this is like the seventh time like no i'm it's going to happen (laughs) i'm fine with it even if it's a five minute episode it's going to be published hopefully it brings the house down and people want 30 minutes episode moving forward (laughs) yeah well no we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into it because this we need to talk about this fucking movie like all of us really loved it and it's 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 a shame it would be a travesty for the world to not hear our opinions so i i let's just get into it is that okay yeah all right so boys who would like to go first? What are your first like initial thoughts? I will go first. Just like Jake. I will go like... second. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Jake is sitting there like Hannibal when he said it. Well, I was going Quid to pro make pro, Mikey. I was going to make a joke, but Jake fucked it up. I was gonna say, just like Jake, we're gonna skip the foreplay and get right into it. So 
Uh, no, actually, I do like performing cunnilingus. That's just another fun bit. Of, you're the, such a giver. giver. Uh huh. Yeah, you're like that. You're like the giving tree. I am. And then people abuse me and cut me into a stump. Yeah, there you go. Castratio. So, Prey 2022. I saw it the other day. Honestly, when I first saw the commercial, I wasn't too into it because I was like, oh, they're doing the whole Native American thing, I guess. They're just, you know, trying to tap into a different audience. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to work because, you know, it's, it's to me, it's a risky move. I decided to watch it as soon as it came out. And I'm really glad I did. I loved it. They did a great job to it. There were some times where they used some words that threw me off because even though they are speaking English, I felt as though, I mean, I guess we're just getting into it. There's some parts where there's English people in the movie and they are speaking something that you don't really understand. So I took it as the Native Americans are speaking English or speaking their natural tongue, but we're hearing it in English because we're supposed to be like in in their minds. So that's kind of how I interpreted it. It was amazing. A big gripe is that Predator kind of looked weird, but I liked it. I liked that he was different to where he was almost like Predator a long time ago because Predator can't look the same for all these years. I liked the main character. The brother was really hot. A lot of the native guys were really hot. Yeah, they were, weren't they? I love that they weren't super beefed up because in reality, yeah, this is probably what they looked like. Like they were, of course, like fit, but they weren't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They, the amount of calories were... you'd have to eat to do that, you'd have to kill all the buffalo or eat all the <laughs> yeah. buffalo that were skinned in that field. Yeah. They were hairless, long, gorgeous brown boys running through the woods naked, and I love that. Okay, but well, they weren't That's naked. But well, they should have been. This is know. this is an AIDS <laughs> fan fiction. Um, but I loved it, and honestly, not much triggers me. But what has been triggering me is people saying this movie is woke. I will literally fight Ugh. someone because it's a predator movie with the female lead. That takes place in a long time ago, America, and it's Native American. There is literally no political agenda behind it. Like, that's it. Is, yeah, it's no more woke than the original Alien was. Because you could take Sigourney Weaver and her performance in terms of being a lead female, in terms of the way that she's basically prejudiced by her supporting cast. You know, the way she's treated as like a shrew. And, and when she, all she's doing is following protocol. She's objectively doing things that are correct. And then this is what happens. You know, here you have a character who's objectively doing things that, I mean, it, it's a frustrating scenario because I think that why I like the brother so much is he shows how frustrating misogyny can be because it's not always with the intent of suppression. Sometimes it's with an altruistic intent that kind of has the secondary effect of, oh, but also he gets the credit. You know, like that was the big mm -hmm. reveal when it comes to the cougar or whatever. I, I think that it was a lot more artful than just being quote unquote woke. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, this isn't Black Christmas with the menstrual cup scene where it's like, ah, we're just talking about pussies because we couldn't do that before because <laughs> men, you know, it's not like that at all. <laughs> no, and I agree. I agree with that, especially. And it was funny because it, when Mikey were in the conversation, I think that Micah had mentioned that he was, it's always like, you know, the, the trope where the girl can't do something. So it's like they have to go and, and do whatever. And I didn't really look at it as that. I thought more of she was represent like or indicative of a character who she has something to prove, but I don't think it was because she was a woman. I think that it had a lot to do if you were reading through the lines and you saw what happened to their father and she was just trying to provide for the community. And that was how she knew to do it. And, you know, you could do other things in the community. And this is what, you know, beautiful thing about showcasing the native american 
community. And I didn't mind that they were speaking English because I, it reminded me, and I'm sorry for saying this, but Pocahontas. I was, yes, I was a big <laughs> fan of Pocahontas. You are and, serious right now. We're well, getting no. canceled. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. But the reason being, and I was I was a big fan of Pocahontas. My cat's name is Miko, for those of you who don't mm. know. But back then, she was the, besides Jasmine, she was the only dark princess. So yeah. when we watched the trailer, I'll, I'll never forget this. We're watching the trailer on something and my dad was there and she, you know, she comes out through the smoke and she's standing there and she's so beautiful. And my dad's like, that's you. And I remember him saying that only because, you know, she's dark and I was dark, you know, because I there, there's no Disney princesses. Who the fuck? They can't even put a Hispanic Disney princess yet. I mean, we've got what what's her name of Avalor, but she doesn't have a movie. Eva. And it's whatever. Who the fuck? Isn't it Elena? Oh, Elena? just kidding. Elena of Avalor. <laughs> I hate to fat check you, but I'm pretty sure because my kid asked to watch it all the fucking time and I've seen every episode. Thanks, Jake. Is that called mansplaining or whitesplaining for the audience? Please clarify. It's called getting it fucking right because I don't need to be fact checked. I need to fact check others. Why do you keep calling me that? Um, just <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. So if we're, if we're, let's get back to the movie though, because I know we don't have a lot of time. But at the end of the day, dealing with something like this, I don't think that it was shoved in your face. I do not think this movie is woke. I think the problem people have with this film, like everybody who's so like protective of their horror is the fact that it's a remake and now we have a woman, but this is the first time that Predator has had a woman as the protagonist. We talk about Predators with, or Predator with Adrian Brody and, oh my God, I feel terrible. I forget her name, but she's also in the Forever Purge. She is a huge, like in this, in the Hispanic community, but she's also in a lot of films portrayed as that character and she's also Alice in Braga. I- yeah okay so my i knew is- that without googling it because i'm super smart anyways go ahead jake is jake is woke so i am very i'm so woke that i am not asleep right now <laughs> but my thing is is that we've had this before so what is the problem with this film i think the problem with this film is that not only are we dealing with with women with a woman at the helm but we're also dealing with native americans and i feel like a lot of people get very i i don't know what what the problem is they just feel very sensitive when you talk about native americans and i don't know why and i think that it's really important that the film does showcase like all the actors are native american who play these roles and we've talked about this before where i don't think it matters if somebody's gay or somebody's this or that and they're playing a different i don't care but i feel like with native americans that we've done enough to 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 ruin them that if we're going to have a film that showcases them at least at the very least we have actors who depict them and so that was my my favorite part about this whole thing oh yeah i totally agree especially for what they're trying to do which is make you know an authentic native american piece because even the main the main actress i know her last name is mid thunder i believe i forgot her first name amber mid thunder yeah, she's actually a lot of things. Um, I think her mom is Asian and, you know, she has a lot of things in her, but she is Native. She's also in Roswell, New Mexico. And Roswell, New Mexico is a very, it is a woke show because it basically takes Roswell and puts it into modern day and talks about how the Mexicans are treated as aliens. I mean, there's still aliens yeah. in the show, but they go against the <laughs> Mexican aliens. And she's part of 
the whole thing. So that's yeah. where I reckon. I'm like, oh my god, she's got her own movie. Well, apparently <laughs> she's also in a movie with Aubrey Plaza. I forgot. It's like a Marvel thing, isn't it? Where she looks just like Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. It was a little weird. Like she could play her kid. I remember seeing a documentary a while back. It was like a show, and there was Legion. A nat- Legion, yeah. There was a native actress who. I think there were twins. There was two native actresses and they were like always disappointed that their agents would send them off to like play Hispanic. She's like, well, we're not Hispanic, we're native. Um, so, you know, it, it is good that they got actual native actors to p- portray the native tribe. Cause like you said, I feel like they, this, this group of people definitely deserves that representation. And honestly, seeing some people's comments about what it's like for them as natives to see this happening is it like a big deal? Like, I love that. I think that's so important. And I think it's beautiful as a gay person, you know, starting to see more gay people in movies is a great thing. You know, you often forget that there's a whole nother set of, of people that haven't had that representation yet. Mm-hmm. An example, it, natives. And if anything, I feel like it's less woke than other things in terms of like the overtness. Like one criticism that I've seen levied against predators, for instance, is that it's like it's affirmative action. You have the Hispanic female, you have the black male, you have the white male, you have the Hispanic male, you have the black male, you have the Asian male. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we have all of it covered. We have our cute little rainbow in the the space woods. <laughs> this isn't that way. This is just the setting of the movie. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the things that drives me crazy is it's like, how is it? Well, like cause that would be like saying... You know, a Kurosawa film is woke because it's representative of Japanese people. Like that's, this is just the what is and what should be. And even if there's a huge population of white people, it's disproportionate. It doesn't justify casting outside of someone's race. Like one of my favorite shirts I've ever had was back when The Last Airbender came out. I had a shirt that said, Aang can stay Asian and still save the world. Because it was like the fact that they were whitewashing, I do think that's a huge problem, especially if you have qualified people. And we live in an era where there are so many people and access to auditions and things are so inarguably easy when it comes to being able to record yourself and mail it in, being able to video conference, all that stuff. The idea that you couldn't, that's not that you couldn't, it's that you would. And that's something that would have offended me a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if we talk about the plot of the movie, I mean, there are problems. There, We know that the, the elephant in the room or I would say the elephant in the room with the entire film is the CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so really? we, I, I would, I would assume, no. I mean, I just accept it as it was, but that's just me. I mean, I could tell that what was fake, a lot of it, like I could tell when they're walking through the woods that aren't really the woods that where they were rotoscoped in. But at the same point, it's like it, to me, it wasn't distracting to a point where it took away from the story. It was noticeable, but not distracting. Okay. Well, Maggie, what do you think about that? I think so obviously the CJ was the animals. And when we started off with the small animals, it wasn't that bad. Like the snake wasn't that bad. The wolf or the coyote, I don't forget what it was. It was like, meh. And then the the lion started to get a little noticeable. But I think it's because they were trying to do like an old school mountain lion mm-hmm. that isn't really around anymore, which I kind of like that. Um, the biggest thing that that I was like, okay, that's kind of bad is when the bear was running through the water because the splashes kind of didn't match up with the bear. But that was just me being picky. Yeah. I honestly didn't, it didn't ruin anything for me. I like movies that have way less value. And I kind of just took it as this is Predator on a Hulu budget. Um, so with the bigger budget, exactly. <laughs> with the bigger budget, they probably could have done something better, but it still wasn't like laugh. It wasn't laughable. But it was noticeable. With me, like, it, it reminded me a lot of, I just went and saw Dragon Ball Superhero, right? And they used a lot of computer graphics. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's cheaper, it's easier in a lot of ways, whatever. Um, 
and I kind of got in a back and forth with some guy on Reddit where I was like, look, if it means I get more content, like I'm fine. Like, honestly, I'd rather have more than less. And he's like, it's a quality over quantity thing. And it's like, okay, that's totally fine. But also like it, you mean to tell me that times where you could notice poor effects previously makes that whole movie not meretricious? Like that's not the way it works. And there were janky parts of the original or janky parts of the sequel. So I don't think there's anything that was necessarily bad. And I think that it was ambitious enough in ways where it's like, it was telling a story like you know the, especially when it comes to like the ant the mouse the snake i thought that was a really cool sequence of events because it's you know it's narrative it's not just spectacle so just to kind of preface this i am not really big on the predator franchise i don't know if i've seen them to be honest i've seen the adrian brody one but from someone that isn't well versed in the the story of it all to see you know the ant to the snake to the wolf to the everything else it paints a picture of what the nature of the actual predator is which is like you know a sportsman hunter that goes after predators so like it, it, it was helpful for me as someone that's not really involved in the series okay to, to jump off that with the whole predator thing i don't ever see them as an antagonist or foe like i just see them as existing am i terrible for thinking that like i never in any of the predator movies like this is just what they do like i don't i don't hate them so it's almost like a force of nature. Like, this is just yeah. what it is. It's not that they're particularly nefarious. It's just part of their kind of culture. Exactly. And so seeing this one, it was nice because I feel like, okay, this is like the beginnings that they've been doing this since the beginning, right? Uh-huh. They're coming to our country and they're doing all these things. I loved the look of the skull on his face. And I think that with the CGI, the biggest issue that people have is when they took the mask off and how he looked with the mask off and i didn't necessarily think there i had a i did not have a problem with it i just read that a lot of people had a problem with it i like this redesign better than predators i mean predators it was just a bigger version of the same thing you know so it's like oh hot dog you really that's predator 2.0 whereas this actually felt different they all look the same to me i mean I, they, they all have the same premise and even in the adrian brody one there are different classes of predator, right? Yeah. So they don't all look the same and they're the same as people. I don't ever look at any of the predators as maybe I'm just crazy. I, I don't think they're a threat. I think they're just doing what they do. Like I don't Well, did you <laughs> did you play a lot of AVP or anything like that as a kid? No, no, no. I the only thing I can do, and I and, and this is true, and this is why I know you guys want to do the whole what is it, the the killer clowns game. But literally the only capacity of mental stability that I have are side scrolling games. Like, do not ask me to do something where I have to like role play and do so. I can't do that. Not to poo poo what you're saying, but one of the biggest AVP games is of course a side scrolling beat em up, which is, that's why I figured if anything you would play would be that. Yeah. I would play that. I would play that. I probably did. I played a lot of like, I just don't remember it all because I didn't grow up with a Nintendo. Like everybody else had a Nintendo and a Sega. So I played things at people's houses. So I never, yeah. you know what I mean? It's One that was an arcade too. Like it was a spectacle. Cause like I always remember being a kid and going to the arcade and they had that aliens game, which the huge gun that had the recoil and the sound and everything. Oh, and that yeah, was yeah. like a dollar. Or I could play AVP, <laughs> which is a quarter, and I grew up poor, so hell yeah, I'm going to play AVP four times in the time it would take me to play the one. And so, like, I always had a huge appreciation for Predator, more so than Alien, even though I, I loved Alien quite a bit. I would say that 
what changed my view into liking Alien potentially more was me and my wife when we first started dating like the first full-length movie we watched together was alien and so that sentiment kind of gave it the edge but honestly like i have patches with the manliest handshake we used to quote it all the time i ain't got time to bleed all that shit and so it's it's this iconic movie and i think that's one of the things that offends me too when people are talking about how woke it is is it's like show me where it's inconsistent with the theme of the original short of shane black talking about an echoing vagina I really don't see it. I think it's very spiritually accurate. That, so let me ask you guys this, because I know that a lot of people online were like, oh, well, they're not speaking in like ye olden times. And it's like, okay. Well, what I liked about it was the timelessness of it. Like when they're sitting there just kind of fucking around in the woods, that impulsive kind of juvenile behavior just kind of showed that like how pervasive this kind of rhetoric is and how long-standing these things are does that make sense yeah yeah but, but that's exactly why i brought up pocahontas because they were speaking english when we were listening to them but when we when he met when john smith meets her he doesn't understand what she's saying and so it's not the first time we've seen this and i don't understand why people are so annoyed by it that's what pisses me off I'm like why are you annoyed by this the perfect example of course is the 13th warrior with Antonio Banderas. Oh, I know. You that would be the purpose. <laughs> so real quick, because I'm going to have to leave soon. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop recording on my end. Jake, I can add you as the host or co-host. And then can you start recording on your end and then just send me whatever yeah. you have? Okay. Hang on. Let me do this real quick. Just so you know, I'm recording you right now. Oh. Are, you, are you recording Jake? I am. Okay, well, I'm going to pop off, and then when you're done, um, upload your recording to the drive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, thanks. Mwah. Bye. 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 So what we were saying yes. before uh, Mikey was so mercilessly murdered by a predator and taken out of this episode, even though he'll conveniently return next week. May he uh, rest in peace. Dude, there's so many good things to talk about <laughs> with this movie, though. Like. Yes. You know, I think what we were talking about is kind of the verbiage and stuff that the guys were using and just kind of showing. I mean, they didn't have fucking Facebook and TikTok and everything like farting around with a fucking possum is probably the best thing that they could do. Um, yeah. And also, I think it's interesting, too, because so often I find that there is like the stereotype of like the proud brave, right? Like when you have like your old throwback stuff where they're almost like. Mufasa in terms of like this kind of like regal stoicism you know I know that obviously that's African but my point is it's like it there it's just obtuse almost how fictional it either that very composed poised or they're a savage and there's nothing of this like the humanizing nature of like hey I'm just a person I'm just fucking around I'm just looking out for my little sister's well-being like those kinds of things did you like how humanizing that was I did I did because I was even saying don't don't she was saying don't Sorry. do you like hollow notes all right she stopped okay. anyways she she does this yeah her and dan they just look at me and cry and i'm supposed to respond hey anyways. i don't worry i'm the one who used to edit those thank god that you guys took over because i don't have to do that anymore i'm sorry i would like to apologize ahead of time <laughs> that's funny now that i do everything i'm not editing know. this shit so i don't give a shit <laughs> anyway it doesn't matter anyways so back to that i think that when we're talking about like that whole their dynamic we never see that because i feel that especially with native american like anything native american related all you see is people just work in the land right mm -hmm. but 
It's ridiculous to think that they have an entire culture. I follow a lot of different Native American cultures on Instagram, which is the beauty of having social media now, because now we can see how, I mean, we know, and unfortunately, and this is really, this is a sad thing talking about Native Americans. A lot of people on reservations, the communities are depleted. A lot of them are addicted to substance abuse. There's a lot of, I hate to say it, friends of mine who own a bioclean company years ago, they had to go onto one of the reservations here in Florida because the guy shot himself in his trailer. You go in and everybody's like 10 years behind in time. You see them all dressed like because everybody's destitute and people are living in trailers. And like, you know, what we've reduced to the Native American community is just awful, like terrible. And you don't see that in this film. There's no, there's no like um, hint to that. And I feel like if there was hints to, to how the Native Americans have been treated and, and what's happened to them, then I feel like that would be the woke part. But no, okay. you're just you're just seeing them as people. And like and if there's would... a scene where like they they get to the Frenchman's camp and then the guy like picks up some whiskey and he's like, oh, like right? something like that. Yeah. Like they're they're like a, like a foreshadowing to to what's come of the culture and what's happening here, especially and unfortunately with what manifest destiny and all the bullshit that our country has put these people through. So I just think that with this one, it was nice to see that I like them speaking English. I like them doing this, but it, you know, you, you see them being real people, like you said, and I feel that, that that's what they would have done. Like, you know, there's no TV to be watching. Like, why would they just all be working all day? Like they obviously are having relationships. They have these, they have cultural things that they do. They have things that they look forward to. Let's see them. And so I don't find I anybody who says this woke is so fucking ignorant. And I hate to say that, but that is like the most ignorant thing that you could say. But because- like, you know how people talk about virtue signaling? I think there's a huge shift the other way. Like DeSantis apparently did a speech and in one minute and 19 seconds, he used the word woke five times. Yes. And it's like, you don't even know what that means anymore. You're just saying it. Like I was listening to... a presentation on youtube it was about uh video game culture it was talking about the first mass effect game and how fox news was just repeatedly and redundantly abused that game talking because there was like apparently a sexual choice you can make and saying how it was like perverting the youth and then come to find out that the fox news host had never even played the game and a psychologist that she referred to as her like expert witness had never played the game but they kept talking about these talking points and they showed how exhaustive it was how it ended up reshaping the franchise moving forward and it and for what like it's just a talking point it's salacious it's enticing and so it's you know it's it's a very frustrating situation because in this it's like i don't see quote unquote virtue signaling either i think that this is just happens to be set in a time and you know honestly like i was talking about it i don't like what's kind of fun is if you went from here you could kind of go with these characters into the wild west and you get a whole other like theme right yes. like you know, because after this, people were like, oh, yeah, we could see a predator in like the Knights of the Round Table area or, you know, in like feudal Japan and stuff. And it's like, well, this one, you could actually get that and the benefit of some returning cast, which has never really happened in the franchise. Well, and that would be nice. And that's the thing is that I think that especially with how strong of a character that she was. And I feel like I and I get it. Like, I, you know, we talked to Micah about it and we talked about, you know, they're damn that scary. They're whatever. Oh, it's a girl who's 
being disenfranchised or a girl who's like doesn't you know nobody cares and then she's she has to come up right it's like it, it is a theme where women have to prove themselves but at the end of the day i don't really think i i didn't take it for that was what they were trying to do i didn't take it for any of that i just thought that there was a story going on and i always knew that the predator was the you know the forefront and they did a lot of foreshadowing with that and, and and it almost kind of mimics alien in the way because she's always saying to them somebody's something else is in the woods i saw different footprints i saw you know somebody somebody skinned the snake and nobody's fucking listening to her and i really took it as a an homage or as a mimicking of alien because that was the same thing an alien was no one was listening to her yep. and look what fucking happens. Right? Even worse, then, they're vilifying her for what she's doing. Yes. Yeah. And she should have left their asses out there. I would not have opened the door. And that's my thing. It's like, you know, she's doing what she's told. And, and in this case, like, of course she's going against societal norms, obviously, because men were expected to do this out in third but at the end of the day, I feel like I feel the Native American culture and I feel like the movie just kind of highlights this. But the Native American culture, a lot of people say that there's like no real gender. I don't think they have like gender roles for things like if you could do it, just fucking do it. Right. So I don't think it was saying that as a woman, she couldn't do it. I just think that they didn't believe in her as a person. And so and that was the issue. I don't think it was because. She was just a woman. I, I, I think it would be, that. yeah. I think there was definitely more to it than simply the gender role. Mm -hmm. Because if, if it was that simple, then, you know, it would just be that overt. And I think okay. that's one of the things that kind of really comes out when it's the brother kind of being opportunistic and saying, well, you weakened it. I, I took all the credit. He's not like, I took the credit necessarily because I couldn't have my sister be a male hunter, you know. He's just being opportunistic. And so... Yeah, but I don't she, want... she she kind of was in the way though at at one point, and I want I don't want to say that it was an issue, but when she went back and all of those things happened, like she kind of she kind of changed the dynamic that they were. That, I'm not saying it was her fault, but I'm just saying I don't I wasn't mad at him for saying that. Like I kind of agreed with him in a way, and I don't. And as a woman, like I know it's so stupid for me to say that, but she she was so adamant about what she wanted. She wasn't thinking about how this is going to affect like other things. And but that's the big problem is like she to have her own sense of agency, her decisions shouldn't be couched in terms of other people. They shouldn't have to be. And I think that's the the real moral of the story. If there is one, it's like, OK, sure. He's coming from, it from an altruistic place, even if we're saying that he. For sure. I don't think he was malicious at all. But that's that, exactly. But that's the problem is like that's part of misogyny is the fact that sometimes it's just implicit. And, you know, he's still taking her choice away. He's still, mm -hmm. you know, undercutting her and he's still treating her as lesser than in a huge capacity, even if it's also couched in terms of the fact that she's younger than him, the fact that she's his younger sister, the fact that he's supposed to be a leader. Even when you commingle those things, I think they did a good enough job of making sure that there were enough other reasons why that it wasn't just that she has a vagina, you know? True. And, and there's foreshadowing at the beginning when they were shooting the bird, right? Like... Mm -hmm. She took too long, so he did it. And then she even said, well, now you have to swim across the river to get it. So that's your problem. Which, again, kind of shows that, like, there's the temperance, right, of not being impulsive. And that's something that's huge because the, everybody who's ever attacked a predator aggressively has lost 
in the franchise that, that never works. You know, you got Jesse the body. Nobody ever does. Yeah. And so the guys who plot and plan arguably characterize that as a more feminine method of like, you know, combat would be to plan and to sneak and stuff like that is usually the way it's depicted. That, that's how it works. And then what was really cool in this one is how she outwits in just a different way while still kind of acknowledging the first one. Like when, as soon as I saw the mud and I was like, all right, cool. This is, this is what it is. But then when they did the whole flower thing, I thought that was great. It was a very nice, subtle change to where it acknowledged the original, but then was like, yeah, we kind of have to get to the same point, but we can get there in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I don't think that this takes away from any other. And honestly, I think the only, should I say, I don't want to use your word, but only, uh, juxtaposition. No, like bastard, whatever that you say. I just, my issue with like some of the alien versus predator that come out, I don't think that they have enough of the homage and intent to, to, to take what we love and run with it. I think that those are more just making money. Right. Whereas this one, I feel like is, is generally and genuinely trying to, to bring in the fans who love this genre and actually like give them something that they want. And so I, that's how I feel about this one. And and even the other predator with Adrian Brody, which is why I liked it so much because I, not only that, but I also feel like it brings in women because I always thought the predator when I watch Predator and I watch the old one, I watch part two, I always feel like it's like so about the guys, right? Like we have to have these like big action sequences. We have this, that, bleh. and I don't want to say anything wrong about it, but that's why I prefer Alien over Predator because I feel like Alien has more of a, like, I guess, slow burn type of, you know, approach to it to where Predator does not. Maybe that's what you were saying was women are more calculative they take their time and they are more ready to kill the predator. Well, look at Sigourney sense. Weaver, right? She contemplates yes. it. She doesn't try and domineer over it. She doesn't try and beat yeah. it. She traps it. And as women, that's what we have to do. Like anytime there is a situation, we don't just go after it. We just have to sit and think. But at school, they tell us, well, if a shooter comes to the room, make sure you have a, a, a fire extinguisher so you can knock the AR-15 out of their hand. I'm like, I ain't fucking doing that. Like, Not for 15 bucks an hour, cocksucker are you fucking serious like no no i have to like i can't just just go attack somebody like that's so fucking as women we don't think that way so i like that you brought that up i don't know i don't know how you know that because you're not a woman but thank you jake i appreciate it (laughs) well i I try to fancy myself as something of a feminist and, and you know i definitely look at the way that women are depicted in culture and the way that women are spoken over and stuff it's something i'm very aware of and I, I do cut women off a lot i cut but i also cut men off a lot it's part of like the manner of speech that i have and that's just you that's not exactly who you are but that's just your personality but i think Everything. that there's so many cultural instances of misogyny that people just let slide so when i see something like this i'm like really though nah like there are plenty of things that like people made a huge issue of she hulk did you see the first she hulk episode no is the whole thing cj no. Is the whole thing like a, a thing? I No, I didn't watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm over Marvel. We talked about this. I'm just done. Well, I'll tell you plainly, I actually really liked it. I like that character a lot of Shulky. Like, you know, I actually like her more than Hulk. Because Hulk frustrates me because if you're in so incensed with rage that you are losing agency of yourself and literally manifesting into a different character that just so happens to be the repressed 
secondary identity you created because you killed your abusive father, one would think that you would have a much more difficult time discerning good from evil, right from wrong, and just somehow always ending up on the moral high ground for the most part. Like, you know, the fact that he can tell that this police officer with a gun is somehow distinguished from that cop with a gun. There's just a lot of times where it doesn't evoke the sense of rage. But what's cool about Shulky, she never really does that. She's always, even though she's characterized as a savage She-Hulk, she very quickly has her sense of identity. She breaks the fourth wall. She kind of turns a lot of the, you know, tropes on their head. And so in the show, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I'm always in. That's a repressed part of your identity, Bruce, is Mm -hmm. different than mine because that's just who I am at all times. And she brings up the fact of, like, you know, being catcalled, the fact that she could literally be murdered for defending herself as a woman. And people try to say that was woke. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just the truth. It's It's, the facts. It's facts. That is facts. It's not (laughs) even pushing it, you know, because there's always the discussion of the pendulum, right, where it comes to, oh, you went too far. No, no, no. This is just an objective truth. This just happens. You know, like, whether you want to talk about women being a quote-unquote type of lesser dead or anything like that, like that, that happens so often that just to say it, I mean, look at people like Brock Turner who are just out walking the streets. Yeah, he's free. He, yeah. he, and, and I, I can't even say it. My thing is, is that dealing with these types of things for someone to like, I just don't think that people who don't experience that type of, I mean, this is every day for me, right? Mm-hmm. I leave, I live down, I live in the city. When I take my dog out, I'm constantly dealing with people in my face. And I don't think that people honestly realize like the, I don't want to say people, I guess men don't realize like how awful it is, not awful it is to be a woman, but just don't have to go and do things on your own and how I have to look at the world when I leave my house. I'm constantly looking around. I make sure that I look everybody and when somebody comes next to me, I don't look them in the eye because you look someone in the eye, then you, you know, it, it, it's just like a whole stupid thing. And so for, it's just so, I, I don't understand why it is. And I feel like it, part of the reason people think that this is woke because it is a female lead, just because she's, if it was a guy, like who, if it was the brother of the whole movie, do you really think that we would have the same conversation right now? So no, clearly. But one of the things I think that they even that makes me more defensive on behalf of this movie is that they did things as a means of distinguishing her. Cause like yes. movies yeah. like atomic blonde, you got Charlize Theron doing a fucking hurricane Rana and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We, we completely remove that argument. You can't, you can't get into the whole Joe Rogan, like a woman can't do this cause she doesn't have dense bones. Okay, fine. She's not even fighting him. She's removed. I mean, granted, she grabs his mandible and stuff like that. But this isn't a physical domination game. This is wild. This is guile. This is feminine, um, you know, calculation. And so even with what I think were overt steps to distinguish it, to pull it back, to make sure that it was distinguished, even with that, people are still like, nope, she's got a pussy. So it's, you know, she's just trying to rub that pussy in my face. And it's like, not true. And that's the thing. Okay. Maybe we can't overpower you physically, but mentally they're... I feel like, what, what is it? Darwin, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to, the strongest survives. So as women, we just kind of have to be more calculative and there's a way that we can do it. And that's what pisses me off when somebody says, oh, physically you couldn't do this art. You could figure it out. I mean, and that's, and that's what she does. That's what she does in this film. She figures it the fuck out and she wins. And I don't want to say it's, you know, Hollywood, you know, saying that we're woke or trying to like project some sort of, agenda on you it's just 
you see what she's thinking. You see how it's happening. You watch it unfold. This is not like, it wasn't just happenstance. Like it wasn't just like the Dozek Machina, like bullshit where God, you know, something just comes in and saves her kind of, I mean, yeah. I think doesn't those moments do sort of happen in the movie, but it's not overtly like making her win. Well, and I even think that the narrative of the predator speaks to the problem, right? He doesn't yeah. consider her a viable threat. That's his undoing. So that's like, that's the parable of it because yeah. he passes her by. Because we've seen that before, you know, mm -hmm. where the predator passed by the female, but it's because she was pregnant. There's no indication that she is in this film. And that's one of the elements that we have to deal with is like, he, there's a certain inherent like misogyny in that. And it's also like undercutting like, the little guy. That's one of the things too. All these men in this movie are generally about the same age, generally about the same build, you know, so there is no quote unquote Rocky Balboa, the little underdog to root for. So even if we yeah. remove the vagina, even if just we're relying on her stature, the fact that she's smaller, she's the steward little, they're going to go, oh, well, you're not a real threat. So we root for the little guy to beat up the big, it, it's a tale, it's David and Goliath, then, yeah. but without a Y chromosome. Mm -hmm. so. and, yeah, and no, I agree. And and it's it's satisfying to see the other, I don't want to say white guys, but they're they're French, right? I assume yeah. they're speaking French. It sounded like French, like they're fur trappers. So, well, firstly, I was pissed off about the dog, so they can go fuck right off. But I well, was there's a website happy. for that. Did I tell you? <laughs> it's doesthedogdie.com. You put yes. in the movie, and it tells you. Well, should we? Uh, the dog does not die. Thank God. <laughs> And and I didn't think that the, like the dog doesn't need to die in this, but it, I think it was enough to drive to sort of like give her a she comes back and she does what she does, but she still helps that asshole. Like she's got to take his gun, right? So my thing is, is like I what like what do you do in that situation? You just let him show you how to use the gun and help him out. Like I, I probably would have left him. I don't even know. And then, and then he shows her how to use the gun. He man, well, I guess I, he wasn't mansplaining. Maybe he was, but then the gun doesn't even work. So, is that like a, a commentary or anything, or is that just by like whatever the, I I don't know. But the gun doesn't fucking work at that. Point. Yeah, I mean, it's an impotence thing. It's them saying that they need to castrate the man in order for the woman to be empowered and then she has a phallic object which is the the gun and so suddenly she's able to defend herself it's only because of the dick and balls but it has to be a potent dick and balls and have the, the oomph because the way that you can take the male machismo away is if they're not producing the swimmers so that's that's you know the best of both worlds in terms of misogyny and you know the implicit pissogyny how would you say would that be misogyny <laughs> Or would, did we just make a, a new word? I, no, I think that the word would have, most people just have said feminism because they don't know what that means. So. <laughs> Let me see. Misandry. That oh, sounds stupid. Mis I like pissing. Yeah, I've heard that word. Okay, whatever. It doesn't I haven't because I don't have to worry about it because I'm a heterosexual white male. Boom, doesn't apply to me. I get away. But so I'm, I'm kind of frustrated to a sense that we have to talk about this. Is that something that's exhausting to you where it's like, that's the one thing I knew when we talked about this movie was we'd have to spend at least X amount of time talking about the fact that she's a woman, at least X amount of time talking about the fact that she's a person of color. And we've had negative reviews on, you know, stuff for being too political. And it's just, I don't see it as political. I don't see it as liberal versus conservative because like, this is just who are, this is just who is, this is who has always been. And it's just being honest in my opinion 
No, I agree. And it is exhausting. So I feel like, especially because you and I are on the, always on the same page about things, we end up talking. And then I always feel like I don't want to alienate anybody with my my stance on things. And so I know it's exhausting. I know we talk about these issues, but this is what horror is. Horror reflects the horrors of our real life and sort of mirrors them back to us in a way that we can digest them in the way that we want to, right? So you can look at this movie at face value and get nothing from it, but you can also dig a little deeper. And I feel like we have to dig deeper, especially, I mean, we don't have to dig, honestly, we don't, but we have to talk about this because it is a female lead. And I, I think it's really important to acknowledge that there are people watching this movie pissed off because there is a female lead that they feel like she should not have been there. And it just annoys me because we have final girls all the all the way, but usually people accept the final girl who is a blumbling idiot until the end, and then she has to run away and figure it out, right? Like, look at Laurie Strode, for example. Yeah, she's not hunting him from the beginning until she has a vendetta. Well, you know what I mean? No. Or even even um, Adrian King, who played Friday the 13th. What's her name in Friday the 13th? I can't remember now. The only, I think the only girl who really like starts to show agency is Nancy and Nightmare on Elm Street. And I don't know if there's any backlash for Nancy, except that the entire movie, everybody says she's crazy. And so people just accept it, right? Because she's a crazy woman. And so you can't, you have to talk about these things. And I don't think it's, it is, it's exhausting. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my God. And I always feel like I'm the one who has to talk about it because I'm the woman. So it's, it's nice to have you with me sometimes because I know that you're going to mention it. It makes me happy because like at least somebody else can bring it up and I don't have to. Well, and it's important. And that's something that, yeah. you know, as a guy who's straight edge, as a guy who's vegan, as a guy who's into environmentalism, you know how many times I've had the same exact fucking conversation? The person is like, I could never eat cheese. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't give a fuck about cheese if it means the environment has a lot less carbon gas and stuff. Deforestation, all that stuff. You know, there are times where you just feel broken and you're like, I can't fucking have this conversation again, or I shouldn't have to have this conversation again. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you have to remind yourself is if you don't have those conversations, not only will you always have to, but other people will always have to. It's you have to have that uncomfortable situation. You have to be able to tell people and say, hey, objectively, I don't think this is woke. I think that it's right. And there are completely people who argue with that. But one of the things I took very much to heart is my father-in-law, who's a conservative white male, super conservative, and he and I have gone to fucking war. He was completely fine with this movie and didn't say a fucking thing about her race, her gender. And I, I, you could characterize that as him becoming more progressive. You can characterize that as him trying to tiptoe around me. But we talked at length about this movie, and he was cool with it. And if he can be, I think other people can as well. So if like one kind of fable or you know moral of this is simply that you're like more optimistic about it or you think less cynically about it, that's a huge thing. Because also, I'll, I'll say this on the other side. I saw a bunch of people lashing out for those who were applauding Dakota Beavers and saying, oh, well, of course you like the guy. Like, if this was this, it would be different. Like, everybody's saying he's so great. That's like, this is his first film role. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I think that it's okay to herald somebody without taking anything away from Amber Midthunder. There's no question that she did great. She's the star of the movie. So to say that he was a standout 
I don't think is inherently misogynist. So I'll completely push the other way. I'll I'll call it like I see it. What did you think? Did you think that was any kind of like in in pseudo misogyny there? No, absolutely not. And honestly, I think that I I did. I I honestly love and I but the thing is, is I've seen her before. I know her from Roswell. So I'm watching her. I'm thinking her as her character from Roswell, unfortunately. But watching him, I just I was just really captivated by his role and everything he did. And I honestly never thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be, but you know, when you're dealing with Native American culture, I don't think there's a lot of misogyny inherently there the way it is with our culture, right? By a far margin. So I honestly never looked at him as trying to hold her back or hold her down. And that's, I mean, the other ones possibly... Mm-hmm. Right. But I think it was more of not because it was her, but because they wanted recognition. Right. And they were following orders from like the leader. You know, the fact is like when they when they do the trickery, when they're like, come yes. on, and then they sucker punch her. That's something I think was objectively nefarious, but understandable. And I, even that I don't characterize as they went too far because she was a woman. There was never like any threat of rape or sexual domination and stuff like that that I think was very clearly trying to break from the parlance of our time which is usually like oh if, if it's a woman it's it's spit on your grave to get revenge because you you know those things we have to violate her that way and and no they treated her and that and, and i'm glad that you mentioned that because when they punched her at that point i realized like they're treating her like they would treat anybody else they're not like and the and that's like the the whole stem of feminism like you can't just not you know, you wouldn't, if it was, if she was a boy doing the same shit, they would hit him the same. So you can't get mad about that. Right. And I wasn't mad about it. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like, you know, she hit him, he hit her back. Like, (laughs) you know, it's not, I I didn't look at it as something, you know, misogynist and, and that sense. And so I think that, I guess, I guess the, the moral of this episode if you're thinking this is a woke episode or a woke movie, it really is not. Like you're like, what are you looking for? Why are you looking for it? I want to know what the problem is. Is why are people looking for these things now? Because I feel like it's so prominent. Anything we do, like look at the Hellraiser remake coming out now. Mm. Everybody is having a fucking piss mm. contest, and I don't understand it. I'm like, just let it be. Horror, and 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 I will say this until I die. Horror will always be a political commentary on whatever's happening at the time. Absolutely. You just need to shut the fuck up. You may not get it because you don't get it. And that's okay. You don't have to get it. But it, it that, that's what, because only in horror can you have this and make it feel subject or objective to people who don't get it. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense when I say that? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the, the element is making people feel a sense of unease and relief. And so yeah. the provocative nature of how you do that changes over time. There, I mean, it, honestly, if you showed somebody a horror movie from ye olden times, you'd think it's quaint. And it's, it, I don't think that it's necessarily a representation of the person. I think it's a representation of the society. And so if you're breaking from that to show something that's more severe or that's more subversive or that's more any number of things, that's how you provoke. And so I think that's one of the natures of horror where I, I've used horror to, to facilitate uncomfortable conversations with all sorts of people whether conservative or otherwise and i think this movie is just i think it's objectively good it costs you fucking nothing you should be so lucky to be able to watch this in our time the mm-hmm. only thing i want to talk about left because we're kind of over time is <laughs> the uh the marketing so at one point the movie was going to be released as skulls and it was not going to be overtly 
you know, marketed as a predator film. My frustration is I can understand blowing your wad and revealing that this is a predator thing if it's going to theaters. It frustrates me to no end that they blew it when it's a home release. What are your thoughts? I agree. I agree with you there. However, let's look at the time that we live in. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of this as well. Girl, I preach. To, I don't go to the movies anymore. Well, even Hellraiser is being released on Hulu, so that's something yeah. too. I just don't go. I I don't go. I literally, y'all, my my movie theater. I can I literally right like in my building downstairs. I could just walk down and go see a fucking movie if I wanted to. You should and see I Dragon Ball go. Superhero by yourself, like I did in your thirties. It's really <laughs> great. People don't look at you weird at all. Of course not. I don't even know if it's still in there. I feel like it was justified for blowing its wad for people like me. It, the going to the movies does not have the same. And I even talked about this with Micah on the Grindhouse episode. Like, there's no like excitement to go to the movies anymore. It's too expensive. You got to pay twenty dollars for food, this, that, and third. You go in, you sit there, you have to listen to all the fucking teenagers on their goddamn phones going crazy. And I, this is me sounding like an old lady, but literally everybody's on their phone. It's not the same experience that it used to be. So to go to the theaters is such a, like, I really have to want to see this movie in a theater. And this one, not that I didn't want to see it, I give it a pass for blowing its load because I feel like people would not have gone to see it. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. if you were go, if you were going to make someone get up and walk to a theater, you have to let them know what's coming. Yeah. But if I am conveniently sitting through and you just showed me the trailer like Dan Trachtenberg kind of marketed where it's like, then you just see a spaceship going over her head. That entices me oh, enough to watch. so yeah, that yeah. would entice you, yeah. Because I'm already I, sitting there. If I'm, it's at the cost of free, I don't necessarily need, because I think that the reveal could have been the sickest shit. Just like I said about that Pet Cemetery remake, true, if they hadn't yeah. blown their fucking wad in that trailer, I think that could have worked really well. But because I already knew about it, I was just mad. Not necessarily mad at this. And you're right about that one, because like to switch it to the daughter was such a, oh my God, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I see where you're coming with that, but I feel like also too, who's watching it, right? Who is our who is our Hulu audience? Who's watching Hulu still? I, I only have Hulu. Watch Hulu. I get who I just like everything has an H now. I watch Hulu and I hate to say this. I watch Hulu because they still have the Golden Girls. Yep. They still have, they and still Golden Frasier. Palace. They have Golden Palace. They have Frasier and King of the Hill. That's why I still have Hulu. You're forgetting <laughs> The Bear, which is one of the best shows I've ever oh, seen. Oh, and I know. It's on my list because I've been wanting to watch it and Jake won't shut the fuck up about it. Super good. You're also really missing what we it. do in the shadows is on there as well. I know another one on the list, but again, you've never watched. You don't watch it. I I watched some of it, but firstly, you have to remember I don't have control over my TV. One, that's fair. And two, there's so much, and you know this. There's so much to fucking watch. Oh, we do in the shadows is a treat every week. Like I look forward to it. What's another TV show that comes out weekly that you look forward to? Whereas eighty percent of the time, I'm like. Oh, another one of these. I better fucking turn this on okay. before I feel well, left behind. You know, you know the answer to that. I do. You know, you do. Because I know everything. Because I'm a man and you're a woman, and this no, has been an episode of Slasher's Podcast. You know what I'm looking podcast. forward to. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to because we talk about it all the time. Why well, do? Doctor Lee in Upland, California, and your neck of the woods, Doctor Pimple Popper. Oh yeah, she's That's super nice. Literally, like my comfort show. In fact, I you know I had a recorder episode because I missed it yesterday. 
Oh. So I that's the only thing I look forward to every week. Everything else is just <laughs> downhill. It is, it is. But that's what happens when you get old. It's so sad. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to mm. get off of our our uh, preachy pulpit and start getting back to the other world around us, the modern horrors of cell phones and traffic. If you'd like to support us, you could use your cell phone and buy a shirt that will be delivered through traffic to your house going to slasherspod.rebelable.com. Our good buddy Doug has a show, Friday Night Action. His wife, Yahira, has Saturday Night Terrors. Uh, spoiler alert, Jake's coming back for a couple episodes. Um, mm. He also has a movie coming out called Dress a Juice. Anything else yeah. before we let them go? I would just make sure that you, if you want to support us monetarily or actually see the whole shit show that was our Patreon episode today, patreon.com slash slasherspod. So come on in. Yay. Goodbye. Und gut die. I wish I could have said that in Comanche. <laughs> Do we have that? 